Uh, hi, my name is Jesus uh, Rubalcaba, and this is the podcast that revolves around my research for History 197. Um, Natalie is going to be the one um, giving me questions, and um, I, will, I will be answering them. Yeah. Hi, my name is Natalie Munguia, and I'm also working on my project for History 197. And Jesus, too, will be asking me questions. We're going to start off with Jesus. He's going to go first. Um, so Jesus, what is your what is your project about? So my project is basically revolving around the idea of Aslan. So um, uh, basically, I'm going to be examining artworks such as murals and paintings in which I look at the topics of race and religion and how these uh, these themes in these paintings and murals have been um, have they been used as a way to how the thought of Aslan has shifted with these themes in order to include a majority of the people who were involved around around the Chicano movement from the 60s onwards. That's, that's a pretty interesting topic. Um, I just I have a question. What do, what do you mean by Aslan? Like, can you can you talk more about that? Um, so with Atslan, so basically the idea that revolves around it is a mythology that originated with the Mexica, uh, or betterly known, better known as the Aztecs. Uh, so the idea, the myth is basically that the Aztecs are, were originally not from where we, we where we consider them right now as the center of Mexico. But they were originally from more north in the area that we now consider the southwestern part of the United States. Um, as the myth goes, these people, uh, their gods, told them to go southwards in search of an eagle that was that was on a cactus where with a snake in its mouth, which basically now, as we all commonly know, is on the Mexican flag. California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, uh, parts of Utah. These these areas are uh, stolen lands. They belong to the original people who are the descendants of Aslan, which typically are Chicanos. That's really interesting. Um, and you said that you're going to analyze uh, artwork, right? Yes, so a lot of the artworks um, I've been looking at are having like murals or paintings out on buildings that um, that ha are actually spread out around the nation. So, for example, in Chicago, a Bohemian settlement house was converted into a Chicano refugee house. So basically immigrants, it was before a place for immigrants from uh, the Balkans in Europe, but the house was converted to become uh, a place for immigrants from Mexico or Puerto Rico and places like that. And that building was actually uh, painted in which it has images of Aslan. So, for example, one of the La Virgen de Guadalupe, which is an iconic image with, within Mexico, um, is painted on the building with various um, other symbols that we, you would usually associate with the Aztecs. Um, other paintings, for example, have been on a house, uh, houses in which they paint the houses with, again, these religious 
figures such as Levi Guadalupe or Jesus Christ as well, in which they are portrayed as uh, as Morenos, in which they have darker skin. Because usually when you think about these figures in in Christianity, you don't think about them as having a darker skin, but they're but a lighter skin as white. But the idea of Aztlan and how race is included in these um, in these murals, for example, they've changed the color of these iconic um, religious symbols into a darker skin in order to include and unify more what Chicanos usually look like. Um, another one as well that I could think of right now is a mural here in San Diego on the on a on a freeway exit in which it has a lot of these thoughts about Aztlan in which it has the Aztecs on uh, painted on one side of the area with their with temples um, and then on the other side you have like La Virgen de Guadalupe as well in front of the UFW marchers which are as well portrayed there alongside all other famous Mexican figures such as Emiliano Zapata and Pancho Villa which are Mexican revolutionaries. So a lot what these paintings and murals are actually showing are that um, that Atslan has the idea, the original idea of Atslan, which had nothing to do with um, with the, re the religion of Catholicism, with the idea of race, uh, but just the original people, has been shifted within the Chicano movement in order to include these ideas that are typically associated with a Chicano as a, what is it, as a Catholic, as a darker skinned individual in which these paintings and murals are pushing that idea in order to bring more people within the movement. That's, that's a really interesting topic. And I know I've seen the like photos of the, um, the mural that you're talking about. So I think that's really interesting. Usually when you think of Jesus Christ and when you think of the Virgin Mary, you think of the, them as the white figures, right? Yep. What is it within these paintings? They're not that. They're what is it? Darker skin colors. Um, there's one in which I didn't mention, but it's I think the most what is it? Powerful image is one in which it has uh, Jesus nailed on the cross, uh, but he's a darker skin color. And then you have a what is it? Like a Mexican family in the what is it? Like suffering, right? Uh, while you have soldiers aim guns at. Uh, Jesus, they're about to kill him, and it's like blonde hair, so obviously that represents Americans. And then in like the background, you have what I would consider Atslan, in which it's you know how the terrain is more desert, desert-like here within this part of the United States. So basically, it's representing the idea that you, the United States are killing the idea of Atslan in their what is it expansion, but since the idea of religion is so powerful within Chicanos, it's like it's still alive. Yeah, that's really cool, actually. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Um, have you are, are you familiar with like um other like murals in LA by any chance, or like you know has that ever like? Actually, that's not a good question. That's why I could comment. Um, I mean, I, I could answer it still because like what is it? It sort of goes along with my research. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, this idea of Aslan and when I was first introduced to it and the idea of it, in which it sort of got my interest going, was in a Chicano 
uh, cultural class that I took um, during fall quarter of this school, this school year in 2020. Um, and basically, uh, we were introduced to the idea, the idea of Atlan, for example, I don't remember the name of the park, but Chicano Park, I think is the name of it yeah. in Los Angeles. It is, it's, it's a very iconic um, spot for many Chicanos in which you have a lot of these murals that are as well painted on there, in which these ideas of La Virgen and uh, darker skin individuals are exemplified and were, are showed as the main figures, contrary to what other people would uh, assume. So this idea of the, what is it, the idea of Aztlan and then Chicano Park were first introduced to me actually within another class I took here at UCR. Um, and since then, I've been looking more into it, hence why I've, I wanted to research something that revolved around this idea. Hmm. That's really interesting. In a way, I inspire you to do this research. That's good. And so I guess my last question is like, um, how is your research going so far? Do you feel like you have enough content, like enough research? So. Yeah, so um, I I feel like I do have what is it the I've researched it a while uh, for a bit. Obviously, having a little bit of prior knowledge, I've used that as a basis of my research. Um, I've examined various murals, paintings. Um, I've read uh, mytho historical interventions um, that is that revolves around a lot of the mythologies around the Chicano movement as well. Um, one of the things that obviously that's come to a challenge within this project, um, I don't know if you noticed it, but I obviously have done a project that ha that's different from any of the uh, given archives that uh, professor, uh, our professor has given us. Um, uh, so that's one one of the challenges I face for that within my research is finding a pr primary sources that aren't as easily accessible compared to, for example, the archives that which in which we were given, in which it has a lot of these documents that are, are like the UFW or ja Justice for Janitors, in which those um, there's already an archive built for it, in which all the information information is already gathered. I've had to look around in order to find these, um, in order to find these um, pieces. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because you're like, you're finding stories within the story. And that's yeah, yeah. Because I mean, this this myth myth hasn't. It's not what is it? Something new? It's not something that has just re recently. Uh, was it wasn't recently created it's an idea that's been going on for centuries it, it started with the aztecs and i i don't know about you but me being a chicano i feel extreme pride um having for example hair what is it blood what is it some of my distant relatives for example potentially being from that from that region yeah. uh being aztecs and and i feel what is it, a sense of pride when I talk about Atslan, in which I do feel like these lands belong to the original people who lived here. And, and as we've seen, um, 
a lot of movements within the Chicano movement have used this idea of Aslan in order to bring up more attention to it, in which these lands have have do belong to us, and we should be proud of it, and we should be proud of our heritage. Yep, you're right. That's a really good answer. I mean, for I think it's it's really cool that you're like embracing who you are, you know, and who your family is, like your ancestors and stuff. So that's good. And, you know, just by the way you're speaking, you can tell that your your project is gonna be like really good. Well well, thank you. I I really appreciate it that you could at least through the podcast you could see that what is it? <laughs> the passion I've had for this topic. Yeah, and even like us talking normally, like, (laughs) (laughs) thank you, Jesus, for sharing about your project. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the questions. (laughs) Really really helpful. So now let's talk about your project. Um, uh, What what does it revolve around, basically? What's the general idea of your research? So my research, it's gonna, it's gonna focus on, well, it's like two main themes, which is youth um, and music. And I like, okay, so I'm gonna talk about like Chicano music during the Chicano movement. And like, I want to like focus on this place that's called a um, Teatro Campesino. And it's like, it's a theater company located in California. And it was like uh, founded in 1965 by, sorry, Daniel Alvarez. And he's like famous because he was like the director and like, um, he helped make like movies such as La Bamba and Sutsu, I don't know if you heard of that movie. It's like, it's like a play about the Sutsu riots. And yeah. I, I have not heard of that, but La Bamba, I have previously heard of that. Yeah. So, like, you know, it focuses on, like, Chicano artists and Chicano youth. And um, so that theater, um, it will, like, constantly um, hold meetings for the, you know, for the, for different, like, movements, like, and activist groups and I thought it was very interesting because like they would often have like artists show up and like play their music and most of their songs they well all of their songs focused on like the movement like the Chicano movement such as like you know the farmers like fighting for the farmers rights um, the struggles that farm farm workers had to experience and even like they would even tell stories about other like um people such as like you know Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta and other like people that were not like often recognized by like the media and stuff and yeah so in a way I'm sorry in a way my research is going to be like analyzing like certain songs and like the story that each song will talk about and I guess like it would like conclude towards like the impact that it has today because um, the Teatro Campesino still exists today. And like their main goal is to help like Chicano youth who are like struggling or are trying to like, you know, have their like art, 
publish and stuff. That, that's actually very, very interesting. Uh, one of the questions that I thought of right now when you were giving me the general idea um, in regards to music, usually when you, know, when you talk about music, you divide it into genres. Is there a certain genre that um, that the Teatro Campesino uh, used for music in which, for example, corridos or mariachis, stuff like this that are associated with Chicanos? Um, is there a certain type of genre that's um, is more popular within the teatro uh, and has that changed throughout um, since it was created? Yeah, um, so um, I'm focusing on some songs that were like um, in this album. The The songs are like, I'm sorry, the songs were recorded between 1966 and 1999. And I guess like the pattern that I recognized was like, it has a constant use of corrido style so like it's a lot of storytelling and let's see yeah like you see you can hear like the storytelling and they use like instruments that that you would often hear in like corrido music such as like um i'm not sure what it's called but the 12 string guitar and then you hear drums you hear like some horns such as like trumpet and the tuba so you know that's like very traditional However, like in yeah, some yeah, because oh sorry. Uh, I I was gonna say because a lot of the type of music, what is it? The popularity of the type of music usually changes, so that, that hence the question of how it has changed throughout the years. And as you said, it the, from the sixties to the nineties. Uh, that's a thirty years is a long time for music to change. Uh, throughout that time period. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because like the album that I came across, it's like recorded live. So you hear like um, voices, chants, and like you hear the audience reactions, which is like very, it makes you kind of feel like you're there. Yeah. Do you, do you think there was any, um, any reason why they did the recordings lives? Um, is there a reason? A specific reason why they did it they were they trying to um as you said put you in the in the situation yourself make you experience what you were you would listen to if it was live or was there other reasons as to why they would do that um so it was definitely um the budget they had because the album itself like it's not me like a like a like an expensive album i guess like does that does that make sense like when you listen to the album, it sounds like it was recorded by like um, not very professional, like what do you call it? Like sound sound systems. And the whole purpose of like this album was to like kind of like spread the message of like who Teatro Campesino was, what they were doing, and like just the storytelling. Because like all like if you pay like. You know, if you ever have the time to listen to the to the songs, like, and if you understand Spanish, like, you can feel the emotions of like the stories and the struggles, and like the things that they're trying to achieve. Like, you know, kind of send out the message that like, hey, we're here, and like, you know, we have a voice too. Um, I I would also like to hear about the youth because you also mentioned that your research focus around the youth what's the idea of the youth um what is it as they were the ones leading this teatro did, 
did it what is it was the music that was made was it to show the the experience of these youths that they experienced throughout the different um uh different pushes of chicanos in in the region or was it to reflect as you said other influential figures such as cesar chavez or dolores huerta so was the youth more focused on themselves or others within the chicano movement so um daniel or well, daniel valdez he was him and his brother created the theater and they were only on their 20s so you know their main goal was to like gather like college students because you know like during the chicano movement like that's when like youth were like the youth i'm sorry younger people were fighting for like you know the whole like better educational system and better treatment for chicano students so like uh, daniel valdez and his brother they gather like students from like college students or just friends you know like um so it was more like a, i don't know how to explain it it's like a it's kind of like it was a, a group of young people coming along together to like not only like learn like traditional music like corridos because also like most of the artists that are featured in this album they're all like young people they're like in their early 20s you know even on the teens so you know um the reason why i said that like, i'm focusing on the youth is because like many of these artists were all like young people and even like you know like the creators of the teatro campesino were young people and you know like their whole their whole goal was to again express themselves like the way they had been raised the mentality that they had to grow up with and also tell the stories of like you know parents or workers that were not able to speak for themselves or have their voice heard yeah because i mean as we've seen within our class the um a lot of the voices within uh the chicano movement have not been heard um even though there has been recent um more exploration within this area mm -hmm. uh another question that i also came up with that i thought of was you mentioned the impact that it has for today mm -hmm. so how have these songs impacted um chicanos in general um throughout throughout the continue the recording of these songs and how they have influenced lives in for for example youth which would potentially be listening to these songs um that's a really good question because in a way i can connect this to your topic um so you know all like these songs again were made by young people and this like the way how can i say it? you know like spanish was never like their first language and many of these artists were like writing like songs in Spanish without like fully being, you know, like fluent in Spanish. And I thought it was interesting because like after like these artists or like these groups would like create certain songs in a way like like the people that will like visit the teatro, again young people, um, many of them got inspired by like this, like these um, songs and lyrics. So like in a way it gave birth to like Chicano rock and with that you see like I don't know if you're familiar with artists such as like you know Carlos Santana mm -hmm. Mana. so like their music in a way because you know uh, it's like that typical saying that music has no 
No Borders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because these songs were able to make it out of the, even out of the country, you know, and inspire other artists in Mexico and other states, you know, like Texas, New York, and all those. And I thought it was also interesting because, like, you know, um, the music scene, like, when it came to, like, Chicano rock or, you know, it, like, it would always start off with, like, small shows. You know, it was, like, playing for whoever was able to go for whoever wanted to listen to. And, you know, many of these artists didn't have a chance to, like, have, like, um, a budget to buy expensive instruments. So, in a way... Um, there was a story, like, I came across an article, but I have not been able to find it. But I remember reading it, and, and it said that, like, um, what is it, Los Lobos? Um, they they work with, like, um, graffiti, graffiti artists to have, like, in a way, like, work together. So, like, when they will be playing, like, Chicano artists will be there, like, showing off their art. And again, like, you know, Chicano art, like, it's the same as music. It was meant to, like, you know, tell stories for other people. Yeah, I actually find that very interesting because usually when you think about music in Spanish, you don't think about the music that's actually created here in the United States. You think about uh, music that's created, for example, in Mexico. Because uh, I, for example, think when I think about music in Spanish, I think of... Um, corridos or bandas, but they, they originate in Mexico. I don't usually consider um, <laughs> music created here by uh, artists themselves. So yeah. I, I'm glad you're actually bringing that topic up to the forefront as an impact that it has. Yeah. And well, I thought it was like an interesting topic because again, like, I feel like they impacted the, like the way music is because like, Personally, I'm like a really big fan of like, um, what do you call it? It's not really Chicano music, but it's like a fusion between Spanish and like English music. And you have genres which is like, you know, like rock and Espanol, ska, and yeah, like just, you know, also like growing up with artists such as like, you know, Selena, well, mm-hmm. again, Carlos Santana. And you're like, oh, like, I feel like people always assume that they're, like, Mexican artists. But, you know, they're actually American. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is very true. Because um, you usually do associate them as Mexican, even though they are, in, in reality, the, the most, the more accurate way to portray them is Chicanos. Yep. And I feel like overall, like, it just comes together as a whole for this class, you know, because Chicano movements, uh, even though they themselves did not struggle, they they were like, you know, first generation, you know, American born. So they had to struggle with like, you know, mentality. So like, you know, like typically like having to speak for those who couldn't. And, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> um, is what what struggles have you um uh, had throughout the researching uh because i i would assume that you would have faced a few uh hiccups on the road as any other researcher would have yeah um so yeah, um two of my main struggles or challenges have been like well first of all like 
I was afraid of my topic not being like strong enough to for this class if it makes sense like I felt like music because when I first like told the professor he was like oh you know it might not be good enough because there's not like enough research about it or like you know articles that will talk about it and I I don't know like even I, I knew what he was saying but I don't I felt like I guess this is the reason why I want to do it because you know there's not much research about it and like I kind of grew up with like stories so I was like there's a lot to say even though like it hasn't been like a topic that's very like touched upon and I guess like it goes to my my second challenge which is finding information because um in the album I came across like different artists but it's hard to find anything about them because many of these artists just created that one song and that's it they they either disbanded or they don't really have any like bios so that's been a challenge <laughs> i I, th I think that's the, the what is it because that's what i usually try to do with um uh, my research in which i try to do something original so <laughs> I, I see your your um perspective of, because it's not uh, what is it? There's not that many articles written about it, or there hasn't been something talked about that you want to go into that research. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. But like, I know it's very time consuming, but I'm kind of excited to start working on it. But like, you know, put it together. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't. I, I can't wait to see it myself because your topic is very interesting and um, as I asked what is it throughout as I mentioned throughout this uh, asking you questions uh, a lot of the things that you're talking about are something that I have personally not known such as how music here created within the teatro has influenced music in Mexico itself so uh, we're all a great great uh idea for research and yeah i mean <laughs> thank you i appreciate i appreciate it <laughs> i i'm also really looking forward for like your project because i know like it's very creative you know like i don't know i just thought art and music are very interesting like subjects if it makes sense i don't know they're, they're two very what is it two very different yet very uh, expressive way of arts that shows a people's emotions or a movement's emotions as we're covering. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I think we're done. I think we are done. <laughs> um, okay. Oh.